Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No dress rehearsal This is our life Welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer joining you from Rogers Place where the Edmonton Oilers main group is just wrapping up a practice. Uh, this is Oilers Now and it is now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Let's hope we have a, a 10-year run with World of Spas here on Oilers Now. Coming up, a review of, frankly, not a very exciting hockey game last night in Calgary. Edmonton uh, not bringing a lot of their gunners. Uh, they didn't have any top six forwards in the game last night. Uh, and uh, decisively lost to Calgary 4-0. The goalies were good, and Ryan McLeod was pretty good. We'll get to some of that coming up. Uh, it is a Thursday. That means Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel will join us at 12.35. Another former Oiler tough guy, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock at 105. The Regina Pats are in town. Connor Bedard and Cam Moon will be in conversation with him tonight at 135. So we'll get to that as well. Lots of opportunity for you to, to jump aboard uh, the show. Uh, we will tell you that you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors, they've been part of the show now uh, on the text line for the last three years. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. And, of course, our River Cree Resort and Casino. River Cree's been a part of the show now for seven years. Uh, ring in the new year with Trooper on December the 30th and Big Sugar on December 31st. Tickets and more information at rivercreeresort.com. I'm available on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott's a huge part of the show. Uh, he fills in on travel days for me uh, once the regular season starts. Of course, he's on the Edmonton Elks pre- and post-game shows. He's back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, it's never a bad thing when you open up with a little bit of Tragically Hip to start the show. No, there is not a bad day, despite what a select couple of texters like to believe. You know, let's just park it there and say that uh, it's always a good day to open with the hip. There you go. Uh, our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for your legacy heating and cooling. Uh, Stephen Weiss and the gang, they are everywhere. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. I know they're now part of our Oilers Radio Network broadcast, and I'll get right to it. Main group on the ice today on a day in which it's Kyler Yamamoto's birthday, 
And Connor Yamamoto is up on the Oilers' top line. Uh, the main group, Group 1 today, Connor McDavid at center with Evander Kane and Connor Yamamoto. Leon Dreisettle with Zach Hyman and Yessa Poliarvi. Ryan McLeod with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Warren Fogel. Devin Shore with Matthias Yanmark and Derek Ryan. Brad Malone with Dylan Holloway and Jake Vertanen. So those were the five lines that started training camp on the opening day uh, a week ago. And then on defense, uh, Cody CC was not available for the first three days of training camp. He is now paired with Darnell Nurse, Kulak and Bouchard, Broberg and Barry, Niemalainen and Demers, Murray and Samarukov. Those four pairings have been together all training camp. Campbell and Skinner in the goals. And I think we're going to see a, a heavy Edmonton Oilers main lineup tomorrow night when they take on the Calgary Flames. Return engagement here at Rogers Place. Again, the Regina Pats with Connor Bedard at Rogers Place tonight at 7 p.m. We go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work where featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play some uh, audio cuts from the Cam Moon's broadcast last night. Get to some comments from Jay Woodcroft, and then I'll give you my assessment, and uh, Brendan will chime in as well on what we see or, or maybe didn't see from certain plays during the course of that game. Without further ado, Cam Moon with the call. The Oilers in the Saddle Dome against the Flames. Good evening, Cam Moon along with Bob Stoffer here at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Bishop's pass picked off by Demers. Now Holloway will come in on the right wing. He'll go to the net. He'll shoot! Save made by Markstrom. Just squeezed it as Dylan Holloway with an opportunity. Back in on the left wing. Across to Foley. Shot saved by Pickard coming across. Pickard will rim the puck. Stone keeps it in right point. Penalty just about over. Stone. Hit shot. Save Pickard. The rebound in front of the net. Scores. Brett Sutter chops it past Pickard. 1-0 Calgary. 5.50 to go in the second. Here's Backlund. His pass across to Kadri and a nice save made by Stewart Skinner as Nazem Kadri got that pass from Backlund. Stone. He'll let it go. Scores. Michael Stone absolutely hammers it off the right wing. Tons of traffic in front of the Oiler net. It's 2-0 Flames. Weger will walk in on the right wing, shoots and scores. Mackenzie Weger came down that right side. Oilers couldn't get it out. He beats Skinner to the stick side, and that makes it 3-0 Calgary. That was a good shot by Weger, who does have some offensive instincts. There's no question about that. Last year, eight goals, 44 points, plus 40. A 23-minute-a-game defenseman for the Florida Panthers. Mark gets to the middle. Nazem Kadri will skate out to center ice. To Anderson, in over the line on the right wing. Back into the slot. Coleman shoots. Glove save made by Skinner. Taken away by Hannafin. He will get it out to Huberto. Huberto down the right wing, and he'll put it in the net. To make it four nothing with just three seconds left. All right, so uh, Calgary last night, by my count, only had four players guaranteed not in the lineup that would play at the start of the year. Those four players: Andrew Mangiapane, uh, Dylan Dubé, along with Chris Tanev on the back end, and Oliver Shillington. So you contrast that with Edmonton, and the Oilers did not have any of their top six forwards. Um, and five of their top six defensemen were not dressed for that game last night. Flames started marks from the Oilers, and goaltending was not an issue for Edmonton. They got a strong performance from both Calvin Pickard and from Stuart Skinner. Here's Jay Woodcroft's post-game thoughts on the 4-0 loss in Calgary. 
I think the way we framed it this morning was uh, it's an opportunity. Um, and for me, uh, we learn, you know, anytime you're playing these preseason games, you're, you're gathering information as coaching staff yeah. and see who rises to the occasion, who who uh, keeps getting better on a daily basis. We knew they were going to dress their most of their yeah. full lineup. I thought uh, first period uh, we got our sea legs under us and started to play a little bit uh, better. Uh, you know, there's two nothing after two periods. You know, we were competing hard. Uh, there's things we can do better offensively for sure. Um, but I, I look at the positives of that game. I thought Tyson Berry played a heck of a game. He showed a lot of leadership. Second of uh, two games in a row and on the road as a veteran player to come in and, and perform the way he did. I thought that was excellent. I thought uh, Phil Kemp uh, turned in a really good game. Pickard and Nett played really well. Um, and there was some good signs in our team game. Again, the penalty kill was uh, very good. And uh, some things to build on and some things to work on. All right, Jay Woodcroft added some additional thoughts on Dylan Holloway and Marcus Niemelainen, who are trying to play their way onto the Oilers roster. Dylan made a few good plays with the puck. He was involved in the penalty kill. Penalty kill was good. Um, there's a few small areas that he, he's got to continue to improve at, but all in all, for his first time in this building, I thought uh, there were some positive signs from him, from big uh, Niemelainen. Um, you know, he was physical. Um, you know, there were some things that happened with the puck with him that, you know, plays he might want to have back here or there, but, you know, he's pushing. That's three games and four nights for a big fellow like that uh, early in training camp. Um, you know, he's, he's working hard and he's trying to lay his imprint on, on each game. And, you know, there was some good, th- good in his game tonight, too. And uh, Jake Furtanen also played his third consecutive game on a PTO. Here's Jay Woodcroft. Yeah, I mean, he's here for a reason, right? He's uh, he's here to um, show what he can do. We're putting him in tough environments, um, like some of those other guys. He's had good moments, and he's had moments where he can uh, maybe improve a little bit. But he's uh, he's like the rest of our team. We're grinding our way through. Like I said, we're going to learn from this game and, and uh, have a good practice tomorrow. Meanwhile, Woodcroft, uh, Ryan McLeod, a player that played almost two minutes more uh, well, actually, more than two minutes, as it turned out. Two minutes and 30 seconds more per game with Jay Woodcroft than he did for Dave Tippett. Uh, so Ryan McLeod's a guy. He's a big part of the Edmonton owner's future. There's no question about that. He even took, he did the owners a favor this year, signed for under $800,000 below uh, his qualifying offer. Here's uh, Jay Woodcroft on McLeod's performance last night. Yeah, well, I think Ryan, um, you know, he started the game tonight. He's probably on our first line uh, tonight. Um, I think, uh, you know, his speed is quite evident every time he's on the ice. Uh, he made a few plays with the puck. I think there's some offensive uh, opportunities uh, where he, upon second look, might want to do a few different things uh, to get uh, a little bit more success offensively. I thought defensively he's a big part of our penalty kill, big reason um, you know why why that's continuing to hum and I feel good when he's on the ice he had hard minutes against top players in the National Hockey League tonight and he showed um, he certainly can skate with them it's now about finding a way to be offensively productive when they're against him as well well he ended up playing against the opposition's uh, top line I'm going to bring Brendan Escott in right now so there you go the Oilers losing 4 nothing. back-to-back shutout losses basically with ghost rosters a lot of AHL players the Oilers play three exhibition games two on the road and we've not seen McDavid Dreisaitl uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins Zach Hyman Evander Kane um, nor have uh, 
we've seen uh, Darnell Nurse, no, uh, Cody Cece. So, you know, we're going to end up seeing those guys here probably tomorrow night. We'll get a little bit of indication uh, later this evening, early tomorrow morning with what Edmonton's going to do. Brendan, I think it's got to be stated. There were opportunities for players. Um, yeah, we've not seen Darnell Nurse in the preseason, nor have we seen Cody Cece. That was Edmonton's top pairing. There were opportunities for players, and they didn't capitalize on those players. And uh, we've talked a lot about Yessel Pugliarvi on this show. You know, some would say too much about Yessel Pugliarvi. Last night was a good night if you're uh, Yessel Pugliarvi because some other guys had an opportunity to do something. Warren Fogle was over on the right side. To me, um, didn't get a lot accomplished. Now, again, McLeod, Holloway, and Fogle are playing against the Calgary Flames' number one defense pairing because they were the Oilers' first line. Jake Vertanen's now had three uh, three games in the PTO. Uh, I, I don't think it's been easy on him to play three games in four days. I think it's been hard uh, given that he's been out of the National Hockey League for the last year, but he has not impacted uh, things. And I bring up Fogel and Vertanen um, because, Verta- you know, Fogel's looking at maybe trying to make the team as a right wing. Vertanen is a right wing. Now, Vertanen, if he's going to make the orders, is going to be a fourth-line right wing at this stage. So, Pugliarvi... Maybe a little bit challenged by Fogel, but realistically speaking, Poliarvi is going to play in the top six and was on a line again today with Hyman and Dreisaitl. Missed opportunities for... A, I don't think I'm going to put Dylan Holloway quite in that same category because I thought he had glimpses where he was making some things happen. And again, went up against, frankly, just better defensemen. And McLeod, I mean, the power play was locking, but when are those guys ever going to be the first unit power play? So how would you see it, Brendan, just in terms of some of the chances that were, you know, Fogel getting Alexi on the right side, Vertanen trying to play his way in the roster. Was it a good night for Yes to because some others didn't gain traction? Yeah, in that sense, it is a good night for him. But that's not a good way to uh, to look at it in terms of this being the best situation for the Oilers, right? Like somebody needs to step up Bingo. and win these minutes. And and you look at Warren Fogle as a prime example of somebody who understands not only that he's in that position, but it sounds like he's been laid a um, or given a plan, right? Like essentially, here's what we need you to do in order to be a player on this team for us and he hasn't necessarily um, exceeded expectations which in this environment through three games you need him to I'm I'm wanting to see how a guy like Dylan Holloway plays with some upper echelon teammates when they start if Holloway's still around by that time assuming but if, if they start incorporating into the Oilers lineup and then he gets the look there we are past the point of Fogel getting those kinds of opportunities right so um, and the other thing I'll say just to quickly summarizes uh, Ryan McLeod getting an opportunity to slowly sort of incorporate himself into things without having to learn defense in a crash course role as a third line center not necessarily a bad thing either I yeah, don't mean I, that. yeah it's again the orders didn't play McDavid dry settle RNH Hyman Kane or Pulley Irving now right now RNH is on a line with McLeod on a third line with Fogel but realistically he's a top six player in my mind, and so here's, and I'm going to throw this out there in the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. In my mind, the Oilers have five top six players. They got two of the world's best in McDavid and Drysaddle. They got RNH, who can kind of you miss, like maybe you wish there some nights there was a little more there, especially in back to backs. But the reality of the situation is the team really misses him when he doesn't play. And now you've added 
Hyman last summer and Kane during the course of this past season. Two summers ago, I guess, for Hyman. You know what I'm saying. Bottom line is, like, those guys are, those five guys are top six players all day for me. McDavid, dry settled. Those guys are first-line players. Let's face it, Kane's a first-line player. Like, if he's in Edmonton all year and on Connor McDavid's line and he plays any kind of power play time, he's getting 30 goals all day. That's the first-line player in this league. Hyman scored 27 goals last season. You know, you score 25-plus goals, no one's going to debate that you're top six forward. Nugent Hopkins has had a 28-goal season. Notice I'm keeping Paul Yarby and Yamamoto out of this conversation at this time. Both have had moments where they've been able to contribute in top six roles. In fact, last year, almost the inverse happened between the two players. First 28 games, uh, Jesse Pugliarvi had 23 points and was looking no worse on a lot of nights than Edmonton's third best forward. Then he got COVID, and then he suffered a lower body injury. Then he lost his confidence as the season wore on, got his minutes cut, wasn't the same player. Yamamoto... Didn't you know what a drop to start the first half of the season? He had a slow start to the year. In his final 25 games, he had nine goals and 21 points, killed penalties, and played second unit power play time. So one of those guys, in the Oilers' current configuration, they're both in the top six because they're looking for a little bit of balance with R&H with uh, McLeod. But I think the jury's still out. Are they slam dunk guys in the slam? Like Yamamoto starting with McDavid and uh, Kane. That's let's you know. I think we look into that a little bit. And frankly, Paul Yarby getting the same opportunity with Hyman and Drysaddle to create a little bit of balance. But in my mind, the Oilers have five really good top six guys with two guys, younger players, looking to take the next step. And that is Jesse Paul Yarby and. Uh, and Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, and again, uh, Vertanen, quiet. But I don't think it's been easy for him to play three games in four days. I don't think it's been easy for Tyler Benson to be in that situation, nor in Marcus Niemelainen. And I concur with Jake Woodcroft. The the guy I liked the best last night in Calgary in the back end was Camp. By the way, the two goalies, again, were very good. Pickard and Stuart Skinner. No issues there at all. When we come back, uh, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. We'll also bang off a couple of your texts. It's 1224 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. This song went number one on this date back in 1984. I saw him live. Uh, it was a costly night. We booked tickets for the wrong week for Prince at Rio uh, back in 2006. So I ended up buying a four top. At least we had liquor service. It was good. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you at uh, 12.27 into NHL today. For our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back at the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brendan Escott. Maple Leafs and Rasmus Sandin agreeing to a two-year contract extension worth $1.4 million per season. Devils captain Nico Heischer, a hamstring injury. He's going to miss the rest of the preseason, around 10 days, they're saying, for the timeline. Trevor Zegras took a big, big hit at center ice last night. He left the game with an up 
upper body injury. I guess they're going to wait and see on some tests today, but uh, Adam Henrique had to drop the gloves with Jan Yannick right afterwards. Interesting play in the preseason. Uh, Oil Kings hosting Regina tonight at Rogers Place. Uh, 7 p.m. puck drop with projected number one overall pick Connor Bedard in town, of course. Remember Cam Moon in conversation with him at 1.35 today on the show. And the U of A Golden Bears visiting Mount Royal tomorrow night. They'll return home Saturday. Host the Cougars at the Claire Drake. All right. We're going to bust in a quick text here from Doomer out of GP. He says, Bob, Jake Furtanen looks like he might have one more chance to impress. His next game, he needs to hit everything that moves. If anybody on the opposition team even breathes on one of his teammates, he needs to drop the mitts and show urgency. And part two says Doomer from GP. Warren Fogle needs to get as much attention hate as Yessa Poliarvi from the Edmonton media, especially from you, Bob, and Speck at $2.75 million. You guys are letting him off the hook pretty easy. Um, well, I think I just said last night was a good night for Yessa Poliarvi. He didn't play, but the point is that some other guys didn't capitalize on that opportunity, and I mentioned the two players you talked about, Fogle and Vertanen. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. And, and look, we said it yesterday. I think if you put Yessa Pugliarvi on waivers all day, lots of teams would pick him up. A two-year deal on Fogel at 2.75, not convinced that would be the case in his scenario. So read between the lines what I'm saying. 12.29 at Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. Uh, it would help if I had the script here today with Eileen Bell. And when we come back for GCL Diesel, Louis DeBrusque.